1: History. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love
2: real American boys. Could you please, just in one word, let's have some fun with this. Could you please describe America to me in one single word? What would that be if you could describe America in one single word? Well, For me, I guess home. Home, fair enough, fair enough. Well, just a few weeks ago, this is how President Biden described America in one word. Could you please tell me what that word means? <laughs> it's this one right here. Mm-hmm. Could you even say the word? Garza, I'm not in the habit of trying to read transcriptions. <laughs> I bring this up to you, sir. I bring this up to you on because you yourself questioned Donald Trump's mental state of mind in September of 2019 When you stated to CNN, I quote, if our presidency is not in good shape, then our country is not in good shape. And Mr. Secretary, I could not agree with you more. I'm gonna repeat what your quote is. If our presidency is not in good shape, then our country is not in good shape. Inflation's at 9.1%, gas prices are through the roof, our adversaries are exploiting our weaknesses across the globe, and our southern border is nonexistent. This administration puts the American people last. The left and the dishonest media, which in my humble opinion is the greatest threat to this country, the dishonest media, began questioning President Trump's mental state back in February of 2017, a month into his presidency. We now have President Biden in office for 18 months, and just recently, We now see the mainstream media questioning President Biden's mental state and for good reason. Sadly, he shakes hands with ghosts and imaginary people. He falls off bicycles. Even at the White House Easter celebration, the Easter Bunny had to guide him back into his safe place. (laughs) Cue cards that say sit here or end of speech, which he actually states that is if he stays awake. So my question for you is, sir. Have you spoken with any other cabinet members about implementing the 25th Amendment on President Biden?
0: First of all, I'm glad to have a president who can ride a bicycle.
2: Oh, my. And- Atlanta. I
0: will look beyond the the insulting nature of that question and make clear to you that the president of the United States... Have you spoken to any other cabinet
2: members about implementing the 25th Amendment on President Biden?
0: Of course not. Please allow the witness... Have you you emailed... uh, This is my time.
2: Have you emailed any members with the the executive branch about the president's health the or president's cognitive decline, of the United States including is text as messages a from your private phone boss as i have I ever figured had the pleasure this. of working with. What about a political appointees at usda Have you spoken about gentleman's time have? has expired. I couldn't hear the question, I'm sorry. Well,
0: Will you yield me one I, minute, sir? Absolutely not. If you if you had uh, yielded uh, the secretary some time to actually answer the ridiculous question you might have actually gotten something.
1: The ridiculous um, question, he says. The chairman says the ridiculous question. Absolutely not. If you would yielded the secretary, you mean Secretary Pete Booty plug over there? Is that the guy you're talking about? I love the fact that uh, Troy Nels was like, he shakes hands with ghosts. He shakes hands with ghosts and he reads every line literally. Now you, Pete Booty Judge, you were the one who in 2017... Call for the Twenty Fifth Amendment to be invoked on President Trump, who clearly, side by side with Joey Applesauce, is like the most the, the most brilliant man that was ever that has ever been alive compared to Joe Applesauce. And oh. here's the thing, too: I love the way that they just they cover for them, like the the the, the leaders of these uh, of these hearings, these chairmen and women. They they cover for the witness. By wrapping their stupid gavel, you know what I'd do? I'd bring my own gavel and my jacket, and I'd start wrapping it too. I'd be like, look, we can all wrap gavels here. That doesn't make you any more important than it makes me. I'm an elected official here. I'm here representing the constituents of, uh, of my district for the United States of America, and I will have time too. Look, we can all sit here and wrap gavels all, all day long, and nobody will get a question out. How about that? You want to give me an immature answer? Then I'll play an immature game with you. And that's the other thing, too. Nobody talks to each other like normal human beings anymore, okay? Not a single person talks to each other like a normal human. I'd say, are you okay, Pete, cut it out. Pete, I wouldn't even say honorable secretary. I wouldn't say secretary. I wouldn't say sir. I'd say, Pete, cut it out. Just even at the risk of making yourself look bad in front of your boss, you obviously call for the 25th Amendment on somebody who was clearly, I mean, we don't have to have sides here. We don't have to be Republican or Democrat. Clearly, clearly more energized, and more aware than the guy you work for. Stop trying to just save your job. Are you going to put country over party? Is that what you're doing? Or party over country? You guys say that all the time. Seems like you're putting party over country. Just answer the simple question there, Pete. OPD. Oh, PD, Petey. Petey Booty Plug. Whatever your name is. Answer the question. You're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot coming to you from the live free or die granite state of new hampshire and thank you very much for allowing me to do this job for you every day i got a lot of energy today like i said in my morning newsletter it might be coffee i don't know what it is but if you're watching you're here thank you for being here like the video repost the video if you're on getter rumble the video and reshare this link or just share it directly from your app to your private or insta messengers messages, and that gets it out there i want to thank savvy granny for the $20 in the Slurp Fund this morning, thank you very much. As you know, we handed out $1,000 out of the Slurp Fund last week for Andy Kaufman to, uh, to get dentures. And, uh, and that was a big chunk. Usually we don't put out that much at once. But you know what? God waited on, on uh, my wife and my heart to do so. So we released pretty much half of, of uh, what we had balanced in there. So uh, any and all help is great. Thank you very much, Lilert. I appreciate that very much. I want to give you guys an update. Real quick, on LFA TV, uh, the first uh, show host that will be starting will be Mike Crispy, whom you've, you've met. Uh, he will be starting in mid-August. He's not waiting until September. I can't hold him back. Title of his show will be Unafraid with Mike Crispy. He's unafraid. He's unleashed. I don't know. I can't hold him back. He's coming in August. He doesn't want to wait till September. So that's great that we are adding a show in mid-August, and it will come on directly. After live from America, directly after live from America, you'll uh, you'll have Mike Crispy coming in. And I can't wait uh, until he gets here because it's it's nice to have somebody to share the load with. And uh, he'll give you things from his perspective. He'll probably do stories that I'm not even touching on. That's the great thing about the people we're bringing on. Everybody's got their own way about them. And uh, I want them to flourish and and let themselves really just just come out and and be who they want to be. Uh, on their show. So Mike Crispy will be joining. And the other thing about Mike is he will also be filling in for me. Uh, now, that, now that I'll be able to have somebody filling in for me, I'll be able to take a, uh, a couple days here and there and, and, and go on vacation. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be able to take Roxanne up on her, uh, on her Florida home sooner than later. So big shout out to, to, to Mike Crispy for coming in early. And a happy birthday to uh, Jennifer's sister, Nancy. Happy birthday, Nancy. Hope it's a great day for you. Uh, all right, folks. Also, before we get to the Lord's Prayer, one more update here. I want to thank the following people for their donations on uh, JeremyHarrell.com. Chris Pratt. I wonder if that's the Chris Pratt that's, uh, you know, in Hollywood. Um, Fielsa Hewitt. Thank you very much. Denise McCabe said, uh, she says, Jeremy, I can't thank you enough for all you do. I've been watching you since the Facebook days. Came across your shows and have been watching ever since. Keep fighting for truth. Amen. Amen. And Uh, Pargiello, or Pargiello, I'm not sure exactly how you say it, Carol Hashimoto, Gene Hyatt, Rosemary uh, Roulevard, Margie Berry, Wanda Wilson, who was on Telegram yesterday on our talks, Uh, Steven Steven Perez, Marva Hurst, Elaine Alves, Lisa Dooley, Linda Bayless, and Catherine Shea. And also yesterday, we got a lot of stuff in the mail, and I want to say thank you to those uh, who sent things in the mail, too, because we got a lot of great stuff. Catherine Dwyer, um, thank you for the T-shirt for Lily and the note saying that she is special and that she sang beautifully. Uh, congratulations on graduating kindergarten, so thank you. Janice Smiley, thank you for the uh, for the, the books, the box of books, the Harbinger, the Partigan, and the Oracle. That's uh, very much appreciated. Robin Garrett, thank you for the Arizona cutting board. It's actually down at my house now. My My wife loved that. Uh, The donation and the thank you note. Lisa Winfrey, uh, the Mike Lindell books to give away. Thank you very much. That's great. Uh, Amanda Collins, thank you for the -the glow-in-the-dark painting. As always, your stuff is going to go up on the wall and the donation. Mary Graves for the donation and the thank you card. Mary Abratus for the letter. uh, Looking for assistance on how to move forward with court cases. I got your letter, and I'll, I'll respond to that. And Jason Snyder, thank you for the thank you note and the donation as well. I appreciate you guys more than you know. And just to give you an idea where we are with our monthly donations, we're down to about, we're hovering around 60%. Hovering around 60% of what we need monthly, but God is providing with great people who are picking up the slack with sponsorship, and these people know our audience, and they know what we're doing, they know what we talk about, and they're still sponsoring and filling in the gaps. So I just want to make sure that I, every, before we start every show, I thank the right people, because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have a show. Okay, verse of the day today, I titled this Good Pride versus Bad Pride. Do you know the difference? Those of you watching on Getter, Rumble, Roku, Firestick, all of our family watching over there. Do you know the difference between good pride and bad pride? We're going to get into that today as we break down the verse of the day, which is Proverbs 16, 18, and 19. Okay, Proverbs 16. 16, 18, and 19. And Proverbs is one of my favorite books. I mean, it just lays it right out, right there, in plain, in plain English, how you live, and I love it. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It is better to be a, of a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. Pride, wow. What a crazy thing pride is. It's hard to know when it's good to have pride or bad to have pride. We're going to break that down. Pride is really just the predictor of bad things to come, almost like a warning sign because of how very easy it is to let things go to your head in this fleshly world that we live in. Sometimes you don't even realize that it's happening. I'm guilty of this a lot, actually, and I've gotten a lot better at it. at it over the years, especially these last couple of years, but I'm guilty of this a lot as well. There seems to be times in which being proud is okay and times where it's not. For example, let's say that your child accomplishes something that has taken him or her months of dedication and you watch them fail and fail and fail again and then one day they succeed and you are so proud of them as a parent. That's good pride. However, When you are telling them how proud you are of their amazing dedication and their amazing accomplishment, you must, and I put this in capital letters, you must make it clear that both of you should give all glory to God first, for he gives you the very breath in your lungs to breathe. So without that, you are absolutely nothing. He also gave you the skills and the abilities to succeed at things that you set your mind to. So even in good pride moments, the glory should ultimately be given to him. Now, for bad pride, we all know this one. You know, like when you beat your friends at a game, whether it's a sport or a card game, and you pump your fists in the air, uh, and you say, yes, ha ha, beat that. And then you walk around all cocky, like you're the best in the world. Now, I know most of our women, our audience are women, and they're not stupid like men, and they don't have that testosterone that men have. But all my men out there, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. That's bad pride. And far away from being humbled. Or here's, uh, here's one that is even more dangerous. Check out this scenario. And we all know what I'm talking about. What happened after Donald Trump won the, the election in 2016? We became very proud and we became very cocky. I did it. I remember it. I remember making fun of the Hillary supporters, rubbing it, rubbing it in the naysayers' faces who all said that we were crazy for thinking that Donald Trump could win the presidency. We bragged and we acted as though that we were invincible. That was wrong on a moral level, but also got us, away, got us way too complacent, which made us lose sight of being aware and proactive, and then they took it back by theft. We almost deserve it, actually. Now we are paying for it. And we are doing exactly what we should have done back then. We're getting involved, and we're not being proud anymore. Remember just last month when Roe v. Wade was overturned? We celebrated, and then we thanked God, and then boom, we moved on right back in the ring for the fight, to fight for more. That is how we need to be as a society and as individuals. So let's pray today for the wisdom to know the difference between good and bad pride, and let's also give all the glory and thanks to God for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now let's go to the Lord in prayer. Please remove your hats. And let's say the Lord's Prayer together as a big congregation. 5,000 strong. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, heavenly wisdom is something very, very, very powerful. You understand what I'm saying? Heavenly wisdom is something that we should pray for constantly because Wisdom is something that God brings us through. God brings us through things on purpose so that we'll have wisdom. So we need to thank God for that wisdom, but we need to also, anytime that we go through something, anytime we experience something, anytime we go through something tough, anytime we get that tough skin and we get that experience, we need to thank God for that wisdom because that's heavenly wisdom. Okay, when you thank God in the hard times, that's heavenly wisdom because you're putting your priorities straight. Your priorities are God first. So when you hear bad news, thank God for whatever it is that he's about to bring you through. And when it's over, thank him for bringing you through it because it gave you heavenly, heavenly wisdom. Amen. All right, folks, here we go. Let's get to our first and foremost section of the day. Lift your cups up. And as we do so, please, if you have not yet, rumble, like and share the video. Yesterday, Steve Bannon. Clearly going full ultra MAGA, and that is what I named the show today. It is time to go ultra MAGA, and it is time to be fearless, folks. Because F- Steve Bannon yesterday, if, you had, if we were soldiers out on a battlefield, and our general was, was Donald J. Trump, well then Steve Bannon would be our company commander. He would be our platoon leader. He would be the person that we follow into that battle and he would be the last one out. That is Steve Bannon's role. Whether he wanted it or whether he, whether he didn't want it, he's fully accepted it. And Steve Bannon is clearly the tip of the spear. And he has clearly taken over that leadership role in the ultra-MAGA fight to restore order and law and tradition and the Constitution back into these great United States of America from sea to shining sea. I want to salute Steve Bannon. Now, you may like him, you may not like him, you may like his delivery, you may not, but there is not another guy out there fighting harder. I believe he is live twice a day, seven days a week. He puts his heart, his soul, his flesh, his blood, his family, everything on the line. And not only is he doing it from behind a screen like I'm doing it on a show every day, he's literally taking that fight right to the front doorsteps of the Shamuary 6 Committee. He's taking that fight right to the front doorsteps of Congress and all of its illegitimacy. He's taking that fight right to the halls of the Senate and all of the illegitimate Democrats that made it a 50-50 split. And he's taking this fight right to the White House, to Joey Applesauce, if he's even there, and the illegitimate president that he is. I have got to give Steve Bannon a big shout out, and I'm going to try to get him on the show. The, un- the, the, the worst part about it is, is Steve's show and my show are the same time. So it's going to be very hard to get him on. However, what I want to show you, if you have not seen it, which I'm sure you have already... But what, I'm gonna, what I want to show you is Steve Bannon standing up for you and I yesterday. And I'm going to, uh, it's, gonna, it's a little uh, quiet, so I apologize. Hold on a second here. I just got to, I uh, mean, it's a little quiet, so I want to make sure that I have the volume at a, at a high enough level. So please listen and listen closely. And listen to what he did going on an epic rant yesterday outside of the courthouse. And uh, this is the kind of fighter we want right here. Check it out. In the lead up to it,
3: I challenge Benny Thompson today to have the courage to come to this courthouse. If he's going to charge somebody with a crime, he's going to be man enough to show up here or send somebody like Shifty Schiff or Fang Fang Swalwell or send Liz Cheney, send somebody to the committee that has the guts to come here and accuse somebody of a crime. It is outrageous and for them to sit there and try to get a complete hearing and they won't bring in any testimony. Any testimony about FBI involvement, any testimony about DHS involvement, any testimony about any other involvement and what's driving this. The total and complete illegitimacy of Joe Biden. Trump won, Joe Biden illegitimate. 50% of the American people believe that today and they believe that not from hearing from mainstream media, from our great colleagues in the media, because they won't show any of them. That information has been suppressed from day one, but almost 50% of the American people believe it. You can't govern this country if you're not looking as legitimate. This is why no head of state in the world treats him with any respect. This is why the Chinese Communist Party treats him with no respect. This is why the Saudis embarrass him and humiliate him while he's over here with a fist bump. You don't do that to a legitimate President of the United States. We have a constitutional crisis in this nation right now, and they're charging me with a crime have the guts and the courage, the guts and the courage to show up here and say exactly why it's a crime. Benny Thompson is a total, absolute disgrace in this show trial they're running, it's a disgrace. And I will promise you one thing, when the Republicans have a sweeping victory on November 8th, starting in January, you're going to get a real, you're going to get a real committee. You're going to get a real committee with a ranking member who will be a Democrat. You will have a minority council that will be a Democrat. And this will be run appropriately, and the American people will get the full story. I got to tell you, I'm totally so ashamed of the Congress today for not for sending staffers over here to try to sell their case. They should be here, the senior people in the committee.
1: Well, half the reason Betty Thompson isn't there is because the loser, the fully protected loser, has COVID. So that's half the reason Betty Thompson isn't there. But he wouldn't come anyway. None of them come. They send their staffers over and it is, it's a complete kangaroo court. The judge has already taken away like half of, of, of Bannon's ability to be able to even mark a, a proper defense for himself, but here's the difference, okay? Doing this right here, doing what Bannon is doing, I do every day, right here. Doing it at that level on the front doorsteps of our illegitimate government, that is an entirely different level of ultra MAGA. Would I do it? You're dang right. Will I do it if I ever have to? You can be 1,000% sure I will do the same thing. That is my promise to you. I'll fight just like that. But that is why he is, whether he wanted it or not, the tip of the spear in our fight. He is the ultra MAGA commander leader. Period. That is the way it is. You might have a different uh, opinion, but name me another person who's doing it like that besides President Donald J. Trump. Name me another. I guarantee you, you can't guarantee you you can't and that's why by default he gets that title that's an American patriot that's a honey badger that's a fighter that is somebody that you want in the trenches with you when you're facing a hail of gunfire and it's only you and one other person that has your back and you've got the slimmest chance to get out of there alive that is the kind of person might not physically be the kind of person you'd want in a trench or a foxhole with you but you know what I'm talking about you get the analogy right That's the kind of person you want. Man or woman, that's the kind of American patriot you want fighting for you. So I'm glad to fight alongside of him. I'm glad to follow alongside of him. And I'm glad to follow him as well. That's the kind of person you want. And if somebody doesn't have that kind of passion, they're not worth your time. Period. It is what it is. This isn't 2016. This isn't 2010. This isn't 1990. It's 2022. It's time to you-know-what or get off the pot. Time to go ultra-maga and be Fearless. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you to all the donors, by the way. Wendy just donated a nice uh, sizable amount. We've got Christy Field. She donated. Thank you. Cynthia, thank you so very much. Laura, thank you so very much. Annie Jammy, Munder, Beanery1, Savvy Granny, of course, Lenny31, and LB418. I wish it had your guys' real names on there because I love you and you deserve your real name, shout out, but you know who you are and you know what you're doing for this company and this country and this show and my family, so thank you. Prayers to Bobby Driver who has an appointment today and is worried about it. We'll pray for you. 100% we'll pray for you. But that's it, folks. That's your honey badger right there. And here's the great news out of all of this. Where do you think this is headed? Obviously, in this D.C. Uh, kangaroo politically packed court, he's not going to see justice there. Where do you think this is headed? Because this is the good news to all of it. There's, there's a reason. There's a reason why we need somebody like that. Have you ever... Uh, anybody here used to be a football fan? Before the NFL went, went woke? Who was a football fan? Because I'm going to tell you a story real quick, and it relates to this, and this is why I'm going to tell you this. Marshall Falk was the running back. For the St. Louis Rams, when the St. Louis Rams had a dynasty there you know, a decade ago or whenever that was, Marshall Falk was the running back, and they did a special on him that I watched one time that was really incredible, because they were showing the camera from behind him, and they were showing the route that he was supposed to run as a running back, and they were showing you the people that were going to come that, that, that had a free open shot to be able to tackle him, and what they did is they, they, they showed you from behind, his point of view from behind him, and his explanation and his narrative as to what was going on, what he was seeing, as opposed to what you were seeing, was phenomenal. He'd see two guys uh, that were immediately ready to attack him and tackle him, and then he'd see the third guy behind him. He said that he didn't even pay attention to the first guy or the second guy. He paid attention to the third guy. The third guy was the one he was worried about. The first two he wasn't worried about, and his instincts would kick in, and he'd get by them he wasn't even worried about how. It was the third guy he was worried about. Now how that relates to somebody like Steve Bannon taking it from a sports point of view to a political battle arena, which Steve is in and which we're all in, is that Steve Bannon is not looking for this court. He's not even looking for the appellate court. Steve Bannon is looking for the Supreme Court. And not to go up there and have a favorable court on him in a conservative packed court. No, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what he will be able to bring and shove in the faces of, Of Justice John uh, Roberts and shoving the faces of Justice Sotomayor and Gorsuch and Amy Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh and of course Alito and Clarence Thomas, which you don't have to shove it in their faces, they get it. What am I talking about? Election fraud evidence and proof. Because he'll be able to defend himself, and part of his defense will be: this is why I said it. Now you see it. You didn't want to look at it before. You wouldn't let this come in before. Now you got no choice. Now I'm going to force it in. You're opening the door for this, not me. Again, traps set for you, they will fall into. Holes and, 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 and ditches set for you, they will fall into. Snares that they set for you, they will entrap themselves into, just like they did abortion, just like they're going to do with gay marriage, just like they're going to do with the election fraud. That's why this is important. That is why it's important that we give Bannon all of our, and anybody in this this fight who's made it that far, who's got that kind of passion, that's why it's important that we support those people. Right there. Because he's going to take that evidence, he's going to take that proof, and he's going to be able to do what Donald Trump wasn't able to do. He's going to do what Mike Lindell wasn't able to do, yet. He's going to do what all of those people that have been trying so desperately and so hard, Javon Hutton Pulitzer, all those people in Arizona, all these great people like Mastriano, he's going to do something that none of them were able to do. And he's going to force feed that proof of election fraud right down the throats of nine Supreme Court justices. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the first and foremost section of the day. Can I get an amen? Lift those cups up. Happy birthday to little boy, Jack, who's watching with Grandma. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear little Jack. Happy birthday to you. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Hope you have a great day, Jack. Thank you for watching with Grandma. Thank you for being here and learning something about America. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, that is a genius, genius, genius move on Steve Bannon's part. Things are not going well for the Shamuary Committee, folks. Things are not going well for the Shamuary Committee. We got Benny Thompson, who's fully protected. He's got COVID, and who knows if he'll make it through. Probably not. Who who cares, really, to be honest with you. as, As far as a political official, who cares? OK, you've got uh, you've got them wrapping up this week and they're going to be dumping the report on Merrick Garden, Gnome Garland. So we'll see where that goes. You got Bannon who's fighting them like a honey badger and, and, and who's going to tear them from limb to limb. And now, ladies and gentlemen, what you have is the Secret Service once again coming back and saying not only are there not are there no text messages that you're looking for, but we're not handing over anything. To you January sixth committee, because there 's nothing that we have that is relevant to anything that you 're doing, so as you know, we reported uh, earlier this week, maybe it was late last week, I think it was last week that the Secret Service um, was going to be subpoenaed for text messages that the january January sixth committee said were deleted that pertained to January sixth that day with, with Donald Trump, uh, apparently stealing the limo and saying, this is MAGA country. We're going to the Capitol. I'm the president. Well, the Secret Service said that didn't happen. So then apparently there was rumored to be text messages. So then the Shamuary 6th committee said, okay, we have the right to, and we are going to subpoena the Secret Service for these text messages. The Secret Service then said it would conduct a forensic investigation to search for the data. This was their quote. We are conducting forensic examinations of cell phones, and while it's unlikely that the data could be recovered, we are using every investigative resource to meet the committee request, the spokesman said. Then, the Secret Service notified the committee that there was no text messages found related to the Capitol riot. The same day the National Archives and Records Administration sent a letter requesting the agency investigate the deletion of some of its records from January 6th, which drew the scrutiny of the internal watchdog to begin with. The Secret Service plans were confirmed by ABC News by a source familiar with the matter that they were first reported to by the Washington Post. We received that letter that did provide us with a lot of documents and some data. However, we did not receive the additional text messages that we were looking for said Representative Murphy, Stephanie Murphy. And then the Secret Service again said, um, first of all, there were, they denied accusations of deleting any text messages whatsoever. Stop trying to make us look stupid and throw us under the bus for your failed Shamuary Six uh, committee investigation. And to move even further, not only did we not delete anything, there's nothing for you here. Have a nice day. So it seems like the Secret Service is doing their job. Seems like the Secret Service isn't bowing down to this committee. And I wouldn't put it past me, folks, if the January 6th committee literally doctored deleted text messages. You know they've done this before, right? Remember Shifty Shift last year? Caught literally doc- uh, doctoring documents before putting them out to the public. Nothing happened to him. So it wouldn't surprise me if they say, well, the Secret Service didn't want to play ball with us, so we're going to... Uh, we're going to put them all on the D.C. Gitmo as well. And here we found the text messages. And it said, text message from Donald Trump. Let's steal the car and take it to the Capitol. It would be that stupid. It would be that ridiculous. I wouldn't put it past him. Long story short, shout out to the Secret Service for saying, uh, calm down. We, we've got nothing for you. There were no deleted text messages. Stop making accusations. Stop trying to make us look bad. It's you who looks bad. And this is why, just like everything else, this January 6th report, when it's all said and done, will be worthless. Javon Hutton Pulitzer said the info about Supreme Court overturning is false. Not sure what you mean, Tuan. Please, uh, please say what you mean by that. Talking about Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade? I'm not sure what you meant by that. Rumble dog, that nothing happened to Hitlery. I don't put nothing past the clown left. So yeah, I'm going to move on. American Patriot is the filled Godolsky again. Is God, Godlewsky again. Not sure what you're talking about there either. All right, we're going to move on folks. Um, do you want to, do you want to know how bad the mainstream media is getting? How bad it's getting? How, how literally desperate the mainstream media is getting? We're not going to talk about CNN or MSNBC. We're going to go right to the newspapers, the Washington Post, I don't know what's worse, the Washington Post or the New York Times. I would say the Washington Post is probably worse than the New York Times, although they battle for the biggest loser all the time. But you're not even, this is going to be the worst excuse and the most ridiculous excuse you've heard all day, and maybe for the rest of the week. A Washington Post writer is blaming Biden's popularity and Biden's massive plunge in the polls on negative media coverage. Understand what I'm telling you here. That's like saying that fat dog is skinny. That's like saying that loudspeaker needs to be turned up. Doesn't make any sense. Washington Post writer blames Biden's plunge in the polls on negative media coverage. How could he possibly have negative media coverage? These people work round the clock to cover for this guy. What could he be talking about? Well, let's read the story and then let me tell you my take on it. There are a lot of reasons that Joe Biden's poll numbers are in the tank. And it's not because of negative media coverage, because that doesn't exist, at least on the, on the, uh, on the, on the spectrum that this writer's talking about. We've got the economy, we've got inflation, we've got gas prices, we've got food shortages, energy shortages, the disastrous with, uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan, we've got a border crisis, take your pick. But yet this writer for the Washington Post isn't buying any of that. According to Perry Bacon Jr., Perry Bacon, Joe Biden is not not getting a fair shake from the media. I I couldn't even believe this when I read this. Perry Bacon on Monday blamed the negative coverage of Joe Biden from the establishment media for his political plunge. Instead of indicting Biden's policies, or excuse me, instead of indicting Indicating, not indicting, Biden's policies that have fueled the 40-year high inflation, the record-high gas prices, the Afghanistan withdrawal, the invasion of the southern border, or anything else that we talked about. Biden's approval number is down to 30 percent or lower, depending on where you look. In a civics poll, it's only 26 percent of Democrat voters that said the party should renominate him in 2024. The mainstream media has played a huge un underappreciated role, he said, in President Biden's declining support over the past year. The article whined, media hysteria that has showed and marked an increase in negativity in media coverage of Biden. So this is the pot whining and calling the kettle black. They're all on the same team. I don't understand what this guy could be talking about. But then I realized it. I figured it out. MSNBC says nothing bad about Biden. The late night talk shows say nothing bad about Biden. CNN says nothing bad about Biden, although CNN is trying to get some of its viewers back by showing honest polls, they still don't have a negative coverage of Biden. Could he possibly mean me? Could he possibly mean Stu Peters? Could he possibly mean the salty cracker? Could he possibly mean... David Harris Jr.? Could he possibly mean right-side broadcasting? Real America's Voice News? Could he possibly mean Mike Crispy? Any of us who thought that we were independent and parallel conservative media? Are we the new media? Because the only people out there giving bad coverage to Joe Biden are the people that are out there telling the truth about Joe Biden and not being afraid to say that he's an illegitimate president. Is that the negative media coverage that Perry Bacon Jr. could be talking about? Because outside of that, I don't see any negative coverage. I went looking for negative coverage based on this article to find out if he's literally talking about real mainstream media that might have said some bad stuff. I don't find anything. Nothing. So he asked, he has to be meaning... The people like Real America's Voice News, Right Side Broadcasting, One America News. He's got to be talking about them. The Greg Kellys of the world. I don't see anybody else that the guy could be talking about. Space Baby said Salty Cracker sent me here. Hey, I want to give a big shout out to Salty Cracker too. You guys should go watch. If, if you don't mind swears and, and, doing, and, and, and uh, being real raw, then go watch him because he's got great information. He's a, he's a great, great patriot. So I, so I think that maybe, maybe this alternative media might just be a little bit bigger than we thought. I mean, I don't know. I'm, ju- I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to put the two together, his, uh, who he works for and who he is, what his complaints are, and then where those complaints are coming from. I couldn't find a single thing other than CNN showing polls. So long story short, ladies and gentlemen, we might have won this information war. And now I want to get into some good news. A big win for Maryland last night. Let's have a refill. A big news for Maryland last night. A big news for Donald Trump. And a big day and a big win for the United States of America as well. Because really last night proved again that we are doing everything we can as a re- new Republican party. To get a handle on our elections state by state. Now, if you look at it from the a big picture, you might say they're going to steal this election again. And don't get me wrong, they're going to try a thousand ways. But anybody who's been here our life from America knows that they have to do a number of things in order to steal election on a, on a level that big. They have to do a number of things and they all have to work together and they all have to work in tandem for any of it to be pulled off. And I think that we have done enough to curb that and to at least make it so that they cannot steal the election the same way they did back in 2020. That's my personal opinion based on what you're seeing in these smaller races, Trump's endorsement record is over 99%, folks. Over 99% Trump's endorsement record. So that means that all of these election laws and all of these poll watchers that we put in, in the positions and all of these people getting off the couch and getting involved, folks, it's working because Dan Cox won his primary last night in Maryland in a place where I thought if Trump's, endorsement record was to be challenged. Georgia was one of them, but I figured Maryland for sure would be the other. And last night, um, Trump endorsed Dan Cox defeated Hogan's pick in the Maryland GOP gubernatorial primary. Let's get into that story. And by the way, I know there's a lot of people here who tried to get Dan Cox on the show. I know there's a lot of people here who pushed and pushed for me to get Dan Cox on the show. I want to say thank you to all of you, and I really do wish we would have gotten him on. We tried a couple times. It didn't work out. Um, But maybe we'll get him on here in the future. Dan Cox, endorsed by President Donald J. Trump, won the Republican primary for Maryland governor on Tuesday, defeating a moderate rival backed by outgoing Governor Larry Hogan. Dan Cox will face the winner of the Democratic primary in the November general election. The top Democrat candidates include former U.S. Labor Secretary and Democratic Party chair Tom Perez and best-selling author Wes Moore and state comptroller Peter Franchett. None of those people have a big enough name, in my opinion. None of those people have a big enough name. This is big news, folks. It's bigger than you think, actually, especially in Maryland. Now, Cox Cox touted his experience as a state delegate, small businessman, and a constitutional attorney. The Trump endorseee also previously made a bid for a congressional seat in the state's 8th congressional district, later losing to then-state Senator Jamie Raskin, and we all know where he is right now, which is the January 6th committee. Now, here's the other thing, folks. This is why this is such a big win. You ready for this? Number one? It shows that the MAGA movement is alive and well and it's moving uh, forward faster than it ever has. Number two, it shows you how much of a piece of crap uh, Dr. Oz is in Pennsylvania for putting out a campaign request uh, saying that the MAGA movement was dying, okay? This is a direct opposition, in direct opposition to Dr. Oz yesterday saying the MAGA movement is dying. Thank you very much, Patriot Donnie. Love you, my friend. Ban all Dropboxes, he said. Ban all drop boxes. Amen. But oh not only that, folks, is uh it's 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 showing people in the January 6th committee how much power Donald Trump still has. That's why this is such big news. It is showing uh, Liz Cheney and it's showing everybody else who goes against Donald J. Trump how much power he still has in his endorsements. So that's big news. I'm very excited about that. Big shout out to people in Maryland who got uh who got out there and got the vote out. Big shout out to President Trump for endorsing the correct candidate, and ladies and gentlemen, here we go. We'll see what happens as Donald Trump moves forward with his endorsements. But it gives me a lot of hope for Arizona, which we're going to go to now. Let me just take a quick sip. I want to see how we're doing over on Getter real quick. Folks, we have got quite a few people watching on Getter as well. Our Getter audience has been exploding lately. Got a good thousand people watching over there. That's incredible. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. And, of course, we've got over 4,000 people watching here on Rumble. I don't think anybody else will ever be able to beat that. But way to go, Maryland. Anyway, here we go. We do have some fraud alert. And I told you that we're in a better position to fight fraud as far as coming up in this midterm than we've ever been before, even in Arizona. But Arizona right now is literally fraud is rearing its ugly head everywhere. And as, I, as uh, if you watched yesterday's show, last night's show, with uh, Wendy Rogers, then you'll know that we, uh, we, need to cap- we need to capitalize on being proactive now, st- especially in the state of Arizona, and that's probably a good reason why Donald Trump is going there this weekend, and that's probably a good reason uh, why the, 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 the Trump-endorsed team there is fighting so hard together instead of fighting their campaigns apart. And that's why last night when Wendy Rogers said, hey, if you want to donate any money, don't donate it to me, donate it to Carrie Lake. Because if we don't get Carrie Lake elected, we're screwed here anyway. Over 60,000 ballots have already went out with some kind of screwy, you know, the wrong precinct, the wrong district, the wrong name, the wrong county, whatever it is. So over 60,000 ballots have already went out fraudulently. And now Maricopa County GOP chair refuses to request to appoint signature challengers on ballots. This is a massive fraud that's expected, and we're going to get a hold of this now. According to sources within the Maricopa County GOP, the county chairwoman has refused requests by the AZ GOP, Kelly Ward and others, to appoint one or more early ballot challengers before the 2020 primary election in Arizona. The AZ GOP recently became aware that the county GOPs have not used their power to appoint early ballot challengers, according to a letter asking county chairmen to make these appointments before the next election. These challengers are different from regular poll watchers. They are tasked with challenging early ballot signatures, according to the Arizona Secretary of State's Signature Verification Guide. Quote, We suggest that you take steps to ensure that early ballot challengers will be able to observe the signatures on unopened early ballot envelopes and the signatures that that they are being compared to and that a record will be made of which voters' envelopes were actually challenged. Arizona revised state statute 16-552, which pertains to early ballots processing challenges. And I'm going to read through these for you, so take I'm, I'm going to take a little time to do this, so please be patient with me, because you have to be educated in your state with what you need to do. Section C of that statute, the county chairman of each political party represented on the ballot by written appointment addressed to the early election board may designate party representatives as and alternates to act as early ballot challengers for the party. This is in the law no party may have more than the number of such representatives or alternatives that are mutually agreed upon by each political party to be present at one time section d an early ballot may be challenged on any grounds set forth in section 16-591 all challengers shall be made all challenges excuse me shall be made in writing with a brief statement of the grounds before the early ballot is placed in the ballot box. A record of all challenges and resulting proceedings shall be kept in substantially the same manner as provided in Section 16.594. If an early ballot is challenged, it shall be set aside and retained in the possession of the early election board or other office ch- officer in charge of early ballot possession until a time that the early election board sets for determination of the challenge. So ladies and gentlemen, it is in the law that they do this. And the Maricopa County GOP has never used its legal authority to secure elections with early ballot challengers. This is more important now than ever because of the fraud that we found in 2020. So we have the ability to do this. The state of Arizona GOP party has the ability to do this. Your question needs to be, why is the Maricopa County GOP refusing to protect the elections moving forward and stop this from happening again? All Arizona, or excuse me, all Arizona County chair members must appoint early ballot signature challengers today, right now. So if you live in the state of Arizona, call your representatives, get a hold of your county, get a hold of your chairman and women, and say, we demand signature verification uh, challengers now for the early ballots. Because if you do that, a lot of these early fraudulent ballots that went out, you're going to get a bulk of them right there just by matching signature verification. This is called being proactive. And if we do this, if we're able to do this now in each and every state, we can literally stop the theft of the election. And right now, Carrie Lake is leading every single poll. Doesn't matter which poll you look at. She's leading by double digits. So if her opponent beats her, it's because the people of Arizona did not get proactive in making sure that this did not happen again. I will say, very, very excitedly, I will say that we've taken these precautions here in New Hampshire as a state legislature, and much like in Arizona, we only have a very slim majority in both the Senate and the House, and we have taken um, our measures to be there and to, be make, to, to make sure that our early ballots or our uh, people coming in as same-day uh, registrants are, made, uh, are set an, a, in a very different set of rules and that they're set aside and that we can count them separately, watch them separately, and secure them separately. So it is, up, it is upon you in your states to do this. So let's make sure that Arizona does this. Now, speaking of Arizona and speaking of Carrie Lake, she is really getting tough skin during this primary, folks, and she's really uh, she's really getting some battle scars. And what's great about this, folks, is that she is, she is showing you that she is up for the task. Let me... Uh, Make sure that we've got this on the screen here. I do not see this. Hold on, folks. Give me a second. For some reason, okay. There we go. We got it now. All right. What I want to show you right now is a video yesterday of Carrie Lake literally eviscerating her opponent. No, I don't know. Excuse me. Literally eviscerating her opponent. Um, in the primary there, before she comes on stage, they're both speaking at an event, and Carrie Lake has recently uh, exposed her, her uh, opponents, um, basically her fraud to rake in campaign money, and exploiting elderly people in order to do this. And this is why Carrie Lake is so amazing, folks. This is what makes her so great and why she's going to be such a great governor for the state of Arizona. This is why you've got to put your time, money, and effort behind her because she is a genius. And this move yesterday showed exactly how uh, battle-ready she is, politically battle-ready she is, to take on the hard jobs. Check this out. Now, I don't know if my
4: opponent, my rhino opponent, is going to show up. I think she's here. Good.
1: Karen, where are
4: you? we want answers to why you're duping thousands of people out of money it's wrong here's the sad thing guys she doesn't need the money the sad thing is let me say something the sad thing is she's being funded by a billionaire she doesn't need to dupe senior citizens out of their paycheck but she did it to trick people into thinking she has grassroots support it is unethical, and it's outrageous. And I think she should give every single one of them a refund. Everyone deserves a refund. That's deceptive. Let me tell you real quickly, because I don't have a lot of time, but I had to lay that out, because you got to know who you're, who's on the ballot. We cannot put an unethical person with no integrity who's trying to buy this election on the ballot. We can't put her in the, in the governor's office. We're at a crossroads in Arizona, guys. We're at a crossroads whether we want to go back to the McCain style, McCain mafia running the show, or do we want to go America first? America! America first. I don't I don't want to go back to an Arizona where the high-priced McCain consultants are running the show. I want to go back to an Arizona where we the people Are in charge
1: of our government. Carrie Lake for governor. Well, there you go, folks. And the great, the genius about that is Karen was scheduled to come up and speak right after her. What are you supposed to say? That was a genius political move by Carrie Lake. She knew that Karen had to come up after her, and she called her out right to her face like a savage. That was a savage move. She called her out right to her face. And said, you don't need, need the money, you're scamming elderly people out of their paychecks, you're a billionaire, give them their money back, drop the mic and walk out. That is why, much like Steve Bannon, we need to rally around these people that are not afraid to fight. We need to rally around these people that are not afraid to fight for you. They put themselves in harm's way for each and every single one of you, and that is a fighter and that's somebody I want fighting for America. That is somebody that I want fighting on my side for America. So big shout out once again to Carrie Lake and her team for what a, what a political strategy that was. Big shout out also to Goldco, who's helping fill in the gaps here on live from America for sponsorship. And anybody who knows the show, knows the audience, knows what I'm on here saying about election theft, knows what I'm on here saying about the, COVID, uh, the fake COVID fraud, and still wants to sponsor the show, that, those are my kind of people. Those are my kind of people, and they should be your kind of people as well. So if you want to, in any way, secure any of your finances, your retirement, your savings, your checking, your week-to-week paychecks, and any kind of precious metals, then reach out to Gold Co. They also sponsor uh, sponsor Stu Peters, too. Let you know where they align themselves. Goldco.com, 855-559-3433. The last time the economy looked this bad, it was under another Democrat, and gold shot up 13%, 1300%, and silver shot up 800%. Under a Democrat, again. What's the common denominator of a crappy env- uh, political uh, and, and financial environment? Democrats. So reach out to Gold Co again, 855 559 3433, and uh, secure your nest egg, to secure your retirement, or just secure anything that you want, folks, because again, these people are fighting with us. I take sponsors that are fighting with us, not just to make a buck. You know what I'm saying? And maybe, and, and if we can get back to 100% of our donations, maybe when, uh, when Republicans take over again and the economy looks a little better, then we won't have to have our sponsors. But right now, they're doing a good job and they're helping us out. All right, we've got a developing story coming out of West Virginia, uh, excuse me, Washington. The state of Washington, which each one of you need to see and hear right now. This is very important. We will be making a small short clip of this part of the show because of how important this is. How many of you want to get rid of drop boxes? If you want to get rid of drop boxes in your state, raise your hand and share the video. Share the video to your conservative friends because this is the part they're going to need to watch if they don't watch this whole show. If you want to drop, uh, if you want to get rid of ballot drop boxes, raise your hand in your state. Now. Here's the great thing about this, folks. If your state will not get rid of ballot drop boxes, if they're going to continue to cheat, if you don't have the right state legislators in there that's going to push or the right governors or the right secretary of states to push to get rid of your drop boxes, there's another thing you can do. And the state of Washington, the Republican conservatives in Washington are setting the bar right now on exactly what you can do in your state if they will not get rid of drop boxes and this will fix the whole problem. You ready for this? Washington state conservative Republican activists have organized, check this out, ballot drop box surveillance teams. (laughs) Like neighborhood watches, like literal neighborhood watches, folks. They have organized ballot drop box surveillance teams to go wherever there's a drop box and have shifts of people Watching that Dropbox and filming every single dirty, lying, swamp donkey, Democrat, uniparty loser that comes up and drops in a, va- a ballot. Boom, you're getting videotaped. And guess what? The Democrats are shrieking in horror over the thought of traffickers working for them, getting caught on video so we have all the proof that we need so that, we don't, uh, so that no jury and no judge could ever say that we don't have standing ever again folks this is your this is you taking matters into your own hands now the Democrats are I'm not kidding you are literally trying to push their state legislatures and their government and, or their governor and their Secretary of states to make it illegal to film the drop boxes even though it's in a public area in a public arena with public elected public ballots going for a public election. And they don't want you to film them. Folks, if you cannot get rid of your drop boxes, which is the ideal thing to do, then get together with your conservative friends. This is how you can get involved. You don't have to be, even if you are elderly, even if you don't have the, and you're not in the best health, all you got to do is sit there, sit there with a the phone and literally videotape everybody that's walking up. You want to talk about taking matters into your own hands? That is taking matters into your own hands. For years, since Washington State, like its neighbor Oregon, started their mail-in ballot schemes, no Republican has won a statewide office ever since for some reason. Better yet, Democrats in the state passed legislation that allows people to drop off um, legal mail-in ballots for other voters with no restrictions. And you wonder why Democrats keep winning. But now Democrats are getting very worried. They're screaming to the sky because their ballot traffickers that work for them are going to be caught on camera like all these other battleground states. Democrats are using the old state line that it is voter intimidation to do that. Republican activists in Washington state are organizing their surveillance election teams and they're going to be literally filming every single person that drops a a ballot in. A scannable code on the sign leads to the King Country Republican Party website and a form encouraging people to submit election incidents and reports including photos and videos. This is crazy awesome. This is the kind of crap that we need to make sure that we get a hold of and get a hold of it right now. This is the kind of stuff that we need to do to make sure that we take matters into our own hands and not wait for our state legislators to get rid of the drop boxes. If you're not going to get rid of the drop boxes on your own, then we're going to take matters into our own hands. And guess what? Washington Republicans... Washington Republicans, you get the Smarty Award of the day today. Thank you very, very much for setting the bar. We're going to make sure that we push that out far and wide. We're going to make this a short clip, and we're going to get everybody out there to do this same exact thing. Amen? Share that with your friends and let them know. By the way, people asked how come you can't rumble on the Rumble app. You can. If you go to your Rumble app, pull your Rumble app up. I don't know if you can see that. There it is right there. If you're on the video... And you're watching the video right there? It's the little boxing glove right at the top. It's the boxing glove right at the top that says how many rumbles there are. Hit that boxing glove. If you're watching on the app, you can do that as well there, okay? Big, big shout out to the state of Washington Republicans for coming up with that idea. Now, folks, check this out. This is the best news you're gonna hear all day. And this is one of the best go woke, go broke stories that you're gonna hear in a long time. Last week, I told you, that Disney has lost, to date, $150 billion in net value. That is, a huge bi- that is a huge loss to Disney. Now, what factors into that? Well, people leaving their streaming services, low, low park attendance, people not buying their merchandise, uh, the tax breaks that they were getting that they're not getting no, no longer in Florida, and uh, basically being able to govern themselves. They've lost $150 billion in net worth. But now this might even be more satisfying because Netflix has posted its largest user loss in the company's history since it was founded 25 years ago. One million people have left Netflix in 2022, which accounts for more than $20 million a month ladies and gentlemen, $20 million a month after they lose a million subscribers. And guess what? They're freaking out. They're bored. They're bored of, uh, they're bored of executives and they're, uh, they're, they're, what do you want to call them, stockholders and stakeholders? They're leaving quicker than you can say $1 million. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is another go-woke, go-broke story that I actually, $20 million a month? Woo! Let's see if we can make that $40 million a month by the end of this year. Either way, Netflix, Disney, all you woke companies, each one of you get. Come on, (laughs) man.
4: We did it. We did it, Joe.
1: Go woke, go broke. Netflix, Disney, all of you. Not only are we building this parallel co- economy and this parallel world, we're building a parallel news, station, uh, news outlets, building parallel uh, search engines. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get rid of Netflix, Disney, and all of them too. And we're going to have our own streaming services like Rise TV, like Pureflix. Why don't you put some, something good in so something good comes out? And before we leave today, folks, I would like to say please, Please go check out MyPillow.com slash LFA. A lot of big sales right now on sheets, towels, summer slippers, summer sandals, uh, all bedwear as usual, Uh, big, big discounts, big... what do you want to call them? The Overstock. Shop at the, shop on the Overstock list and you'll still get the discount. Check that out on MyPillow.com. Trying to get Mike Lindell on and schedule him, but our schedules are crazy. And also, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to JeremyHarold.com. Sign up for my morning newsletter. I just paid more so that I could send out to more people. So if you're not getting a morning newsletter, Go there now, sign up, if you need a Bible sign up, and while you're there, check out some of this new great gear, a lot of new women's summer gear on JeremyHarrell.com. Thank you guys very much for sticking around today, that's going to do it for live from America, so remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Keep your families close, keep a smile on your face, and keep spreading that gospel. God bless you guys. Peace.